been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental. One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS. Helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Beyond the Mat, Al Kareem. I'm, I'm looking forward to this talk. We got to spend a little bit of time right here before we uh, went live. Uh, super excited about kind of the topics we're going to talk about and what you kind of bring to the table to kind of help manage people's stresses and stuff like that. So with no further ado, let's get you uh, introduced. I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself and what you where you live here in Canada. Let, go ahead and tell them where you where you're from and and uh, what you're doing. And then well, let's just dive right into some of these questions I got for you. Sounds great. My name is Al Karim Shatur. I live in Oakville, Ontario. So if for anybody that's from Canada or not from Canada, it's sort of the city right in between Niagara Falls and Toronto. Uh, we're a small community. I'm married with uh, my wife, who is a pharmacist, and I have two boys, uh, two teenager or young men, I should call. Um, I'm an energy practitioner, a coach, a consultant. And really, I put all of that together because I don't like putting it in silos. I call myself an entrepreneur because of the past experiences that I have in helping professionals and business owners to live a life of love, joy, and abundance by looking at the inside and making sure that we change the inside so that the outside is a reflection of exactly what you want to achieve, not that you're going out there and looking and fighting for what gives you temporary relief or joy. Which is which is great. This is... Uh... You know, because I, I know myself, I, I wouldn't find myself in joy all the time. I can tell you that, you know, as an entrepreneur and as uh, you got a lot of responsibilities as an entrepreneur on your on your back. And mostly it's not mm -hmm. about you. It's mostly about who you're trying to take care of is where you yeah. kind of lose sleep and you have stress in your life is like, you know, I, I have other people's um, lives in my hands. I'm trying to, to mm -hmm. help shape and mold. And if I can't, if I'm not delivering, I'm not holding up holding up my end right yeah absolutely and you know what I, I think it would be a fallacy if you said that we all live in joy at all the time because i'm far from that right mm -hmm. you know something small happens and it triggers you and it changes you and you change your energy and you change how you're feeling and the way you're vibrating right and i compare ourselves to being the sky or the clouds right the sky is always the same no matter what it is whether the sun is shining or it's cloudy we tend to change as soon as something changes around us. The key is, can we remain at that equilibrium no matter what's happening around us? And that's how you create joy because those small moments do not take away from your joy. And yes, the stresses and those responsibilities are going to be there. And often when we succumb to those, that's when we start struggling with ourselves internally. Excellent. In your bio, we, we I read this to you saying, so having spent the majority of his life in a high-stress business environment, Al-Kareem comprehends the challenges of, 
can't look at it. I don't have my glasses on from one's intended path, which often leads to overwhelming emotions such as fear, anger, and frustration. So I want to talk about that because I asked you right away, did you work in a corporate type setting? And you said you had a business, a family business, and we went on. Let's talk about that. And where, since you decided to go coaching, you had to get some kind of, uh, you know, you had to get growth personally in order so you could coach. So let's talk about how that stress went in your life and what it was like. And and let's talk about being a family business because you gave some kind of good points for that. I didn't really realize about the history of family businesses. So why don't we dabble into that real quick? Yeah. So, you know, just to give you a quick background, we came from really humble beginnings. You know, today is also my parents' 60th anniversary. So shout out to them. You know, they're celebrating their diamond anniversary. And I, I reflect their life and our lives very much sort of like the diamond. You know, my grandparents moved from India to Kenya and then to Tanzania. And there was a lot of struggle that they went through, but it was humble beginnings. But at some point, we had the right focus and energy and um, the, 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 the mindset was correct where we had the Midas touch. Anything we touched actually turned to gold. But then things changed. And Mark, I was talking to you about this, and maybe I was just the culprit of the third generation, but most family businesses don't survive past the third generation. And some of those factors are very, very similar. You know, the first generation will sort of start the business, the second generation builds on it, and the third generation destroys it. Now, there's a different aspects that people have said, you know, it's because the third generation is spoiled and all of that stuff. I was far from spoiled. I was fortunate, but far from spoiled. But that stress that comes in, even if you're not in a corporate world, but in a family business or even any personal business, is that you are now, as you mentioned earlier, Mark, responsible for others, not only your customers, or your clients, but your family as well. And in my case, you know, we had multiple family businesses all together. And the stress was that if something went away, then everything would start falling like a domino. So that stress to make sure that you're successful, to make sure that the family name stays uh, intact, that the wealth of the family stays, that everybody's livelihood is dependent on it. Those are the kind of stresses that really, really become difficult. And once those challenges come your way, then they're beyond just a professional relationship because now you are working with somebody that's your family that can call you out a lot harsher than it would be in a corporate environment. So that stress becomes even multiple fault. Because think of this, and, and when I talk about anger and frustration, I'll tell you that I used to be like that with my family. It's been about five years since I closed my business, and I closed my business for a, a, a tragic event that happened, and we can get into it later. But when my kids were growing up, and I had that relationship with my wife at that point as well, they would not tell me things because this common denominator was that you're just going to get angry at us. Even today, after five years, there are moments they'll say, I'll say, why didn't you tell me this? Why did you tell mom? And they go, well, you would have just gotten angry. That anger and frustration and fear comes into your internal life and your internal relationships as much as it happens in the business as well. So tell me about this. This is my, my take on this because I'm in a business where, you know, my son's now kind of uh, running alongside me, right? So I'm the first one. Mm -hmm. And I speak to my son quite often of this. I, I feel that where he falls short sometimes is the first generation or, or me, as it goes, you know, 
I I had all the pitfalls. I had all the the obstacles that really had to get over to get a business to stay afloat for five years and stuff like that. And then I started momentum and I started building it and building it. And I feel that Mike hasn't, he didn't have all that. And I feel that that's a detriment in, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. I don't want to go back. You know, I, you don't want to go backwards and have to go, go through all that. But do you feel like going from first to second? Now he does kind of listen to me right like that and i'm kind of trying to see how how the how it can go down to the third generation where they just kind of think they probably know better than the first generation you don't know what you're talking about i can even see it in, in in family amongst your kids right you know your third child thinks they know everything but um what's your thought on that on 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 missing out on some of the growth process of growing a business so i would say there's a couple of things i think often that second in generation does not see that value or that knowledge base that comes in. And did I fall into that? Absolutely, right? I always thought that my parents did not know that because we had gone through this you know, shift in generations, right? That we talk about the generation gap. But that knowledge is really, really important. I, I find the challenge is how we communicate that, right? Often with family, like I said, the challenge comes through. I've done it before. I know how this works. As opposed to having a structured policy and procedure where things can be validated through science or through technology or some sort of a manner where you can say, look, this has consistently worked with other people as it has worked with me. And so those experiences come in. But then I think it also works the opposite way, where the new generation knows new tools and technologies and there's a resistance from the previous generation to adapt to those. And so the key becomes is the communication. As long as you have an open communication where there is no fear that you are not able to speak to the other individual without any reprimand or repercussions. And this is where I felt my biggest challenge was, is that there was no voice for me. It was a challenge that came in because we have always done it this way. What do you know? You know, you're not smart enough to be able to understand this. And as long as we're not looking at the second and third generation from that perspective, but giving them empowerment and saying, yes, I understand you're empowered to do this. Show me and prove it to me how it's done. And let me show you some of the ways you can avoid rebuilding that wheel. So, mm -hmm. I think it's a two-way thing. And as long as we remember that it's a two-way thing, then that's an open communication. When it's a one-way street, there is no way back. So on your in your journey to become the coach, right? Mm -hmm. Was it your decision to, to, to shut down a family business? Was that your decision? I would say it wasn't my decision. It was the universe's decision. So uh, uh, for those of you... Okay, yeah, ahead. an outside force caused it, right? So about five years ago, there was a fire that destroyed the business and we could not recover back from it, Ah, right? And so I had spent 20 years, you know, within... So I moved from Edmonton to Toronto to start the furniture business and literally a fire caused it, um, had some major challenges settling with the insurance company as well because the cause was unknown. Went on for five years. I tried to recover it, you know, and again, 
I, I, I made that mistake of, of digging my own grave and sort of saying, I can do this, I can do this. Often what comes into play, and it's for both sides, like, you know, the question you mentioned earlier, is it the first generation or the second generation? There's one aspect that falls into play, which we really, really need to be careful about, is the ego. The first generation has the ego. I built this so I know everybody. The second and third generation has the ego, which I had, and I'm not ashamed of saying it, is that I got to prove myself I'm smart enough to be able to do this, mm -hmm. right? And so when those egos clash, that becomes a challenge. And so to me, why did I become a coach is because I ended up uh, losing the business and I was in a very tough position. If you've done most of your business in a family environment for over 20 plus years, to try and do something else, it, nobody's going to hire you because it's going to be, well, you know, you're too smart in one way or too experienced. And secondly, you don't have enough experience to be able to join some corporation because you don't have their practices and the procedures and the policies and all of that stuff. So you caught between a hard rock and a hard place. So this is where I ran into that challenge. And so um, I first got introduced to a family friend who is in Africa by the name of Almas. And I had gone into this dark space after the fire, as you can appreciate, right? And I got um, a healing done from her. And she told me things that only I would have known. And I then clicked right away is how that internal vibration, as I call it now, or the internal turmoil that was going on within me was causing a lot of my outside to experience, right? We're energy beings at the end of the day. So what you're vibrating it is, is what you will attract. And that's why that communication with that second and gener third generation is really important. Because if you're vibrating and talking at one language and the second generation is not at that same vibrational level, you're not communicating. Words is not communication. You need to be at that same wavelength to be able to communicate at that same level. When you're at that same wavelength, you make music. Anybody that's taken music knows if one person is playing one note and the other person is playing another note, you're going to have chaos. You're not going to have music. What mm -hmm. we want to generate is music. So that's what happened is when I got this. So when I started working with individuals uh, in business and in professionals uh, with, co with my consulting and my energy healing, I realized that they were looking for a lot of coaching as well because there was this gap that was there. And so I create this fusion now with the coaching, the energy healing, and the consulting because I have the business background, I have the coaching, and I can help release some of those energy blockages that cause that lower vibration in our body. So <clears throat> this came from after after you've after what happened to the business, you you searched out this realized it, what you have, and then you've created a coaching around it now. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So now I work with professionals and business owners to help them make sure that they are not falling into the same trap, that they have this ability to be able to communicate with other generations and also changing their internal self. Because often what we're doing is we're, as, as the business grows and the wealth generates, the focus changes. Very often we see that happening, right? We see that happening in every major family business, that there is this rivalry that happens, that you know, the, the greed falls into place or the change in structure comes into play and things start crumbling. And so how does that stop you from growing and creating the legacies that we have of some of the other major organizations in the world that are corporations? And that is where my coaching is focused on. 
Well, so tell me, let's let's talk about what your what a typical client is looking for you in. Well, let's first of all, what's NRJI stand for? Let's talk about that first. <laughs> sure. So NRJI is a play on words for energy, right? If you were to read it uh, uh, out, they would say NRG, right? It's energy, and that's <laughs> where my company is called. So that's uh, because um, I am an energy practitioner. I practice nine different modalities and I don't even go into the details anymore because I work with my clients to make sure that I work with what they require. Um, so, you know, I'm a body code, emotion code, Reiki practitioner, just ones that people would recognize and know, but then there's other ones as well. And that's how I started my business. And that's why the name is stock is energy. That's that was when I, when I lost everything in the fire, I needed to do something. So that's where I started out from that led into my coaching and consulting. Um, so my typical client is somebody who is a professional who is struggling to find that inner happiness and joy, that they're constantly out there, you know, getting that next car or the next clothing or the next item or the next trip. Um, you know, just had a client recently says, you know, I'm going uh, on a holiday, but I still don't have the happiness. So I upgraded my flight to a business class so that I would feel that I'm a little more, you know, um, happier and that I'm, I'm traveling business class because that's still not giving me happiness. There's this inner gap, inner void that happens. And because we have that inner void and we don't know how to deal with that inner void, what we reflect out is anger, fear, uh, anxiety. And so I work with my ideal client as that business owner or that uh, professional who has got this gap and saying, well, you know what, I have everything, I have, but financially I'm secure. Uh, I have a relationship, I have kids it's not all gelling together somehow. And I help them make that happen together so that their business is successful, their personal life is successful, their relationships are successful. And that's where you find that inner happiness. Let's talk about what you, what, so let's say I'm a typical client and I'm gonna come in and, uh, and talk to you. Mm -hmm. What kind of questions are asked out of, out of the gate? What kind of questions do you ask of people? Sure, um, so the first reason I ask is why? Why do you feel that way, right? What are some of the areas that you think are lacking in yours? And often what will happen is you have this peripheral answer that comes in. My strategy always is to get to the root cause, right? And so you end, I end up asking the same question five or six times because the first time we are not vulnerable enough to be able to answer that question. We all live in this facade or a mask that we live in. And we compare our lives to everybody else out there. We're looking at social media posts. We're looking at the house that they're living in or the, the, the places that they're going to, to define what they're like. And so we want to be like the Jones, right? And so we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to be exposed to say what I'm feeling inside. Like a client that I recently worked with, his first sentence when I asked him the question is, why do you want to talk to me? His was, will you talk to other people about me? Will you be posting about me? And will somebody else find out that I've spoken to you? They were not focused on how I'm going to feel better. Everything they were focused on what other person was going to think and say and feel. Mm -hmm. It's not about the other person. It's about you. So we focus on the you. What is, the, what is it that's missing in you? You know, we tend to be like dandelions, right? Given that it's the summer weather. We see that dandelion grow and what do we do? We take a lawn mover out to it because that's the easy way to do it, right? Just cut it off and it's going to be gone. But what happens within the next week, 
the sun shines and it's back out again. So the way I work with my clients is let's get to the root cause. Let's take the dandelion out from the root. What is it that's causing that vibration to be at a lower level? Because as soon as you raise your vibration to a higher level and there's different mechanisms to do it and there's no one formula. I don't give a Nascafe solution. Today, I'm not going to tell you that this is what you need to do. Because if we all had Nascafe solutions, we'd all be doing it. Starbucks of the world would not be surviving if that was a coffee to drink. Well, uh, if if I came to you, right, typical, typical kind of business guy, mm-hmm. and do you find that, do you have people that are successful in business, but feel they're not successful in life? Do you have that? Most of the clients are in that position. So their, their business thrives, well, well, but they're not happy. Let's step back, Mark. Let's step back. Let's step back. I want to focus on that word success. Okay. Right? How do you define success would be my first question. It's good. You asked me that question? I am asking I, you that question. I, I can tell you that as a younger man, success would have been cars and uh, money in the bank. Exactly. Success to me today is um, that my children are self-sufficient without their dad right. in, in this chaos. That would be success to me. And then yeah. success would be that my employees, it's, it's less about me as I get older. Right. And it's way more about others at this exactly. point in my life. Right. And, and so that would be my first question is when we, when I talk to somebody and says, you know, that I am, I'm not happy, then I would ask them, what is that success? Because often what you're saying you want and the acts that you're doing are not reconciled. Right? So you are chasing after that wealth and cars and everything. Not, I'm not referring to you individually, but I'm saying mm-hmm. these clients that define success in one way, but are all on the opposite extreme. And that's that 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 gap is where I help fill that. Right? Because if you're saying success to you is that your success, your children are self-sufficient, that your employees are happy. That, you know, are you able to give yourself some me time? Then I would say that's where success lies. Interesting. Sandy here, this is a, this is a, friend, a good friend of mine. Uh, sure. She's asking the questions. What are some of the mechanisms used to raise vibrations once you've identified the root cause? Thank you for asking that question, Sandy. There are a number of different ones. And like I said, you know what? I don't necessarily use one standard method, but I'll tell you one that works 100% of the time, right? And that is the practice of gratitude. Because we all have something to be grateful about. Where the focus goes, the energy flows, right? So often our vibration goes lower because we're focusing on what's not right yet what I don't have, what I should have, that expectations. And when your expectations are not met, that's when you actually have those results of, the, of low vibrations. Because I, that person should have done this to me. I should have been able to do this. I should have been this at this point in my life. And we start focusing on that. So that is where that vibration levels. So one guaranteed way to raise your vibration, which I do on a regular basis and I... Uh, Here's a, here's a challenge for your listeners, right? If, 
If you want to raise your vibration in the next 30 days, take one of these blank books and for 30 days, write down 10 things that you're grateful for every day without repeating yourself. Mm. That's 300 things that you're grateful for. And it could be as simple as, you know, the grass is green outside. You see a bird and you say, wow, what a beautiful bird. I saw a bird today. It doesn't, we tend to find those big things that we want, those big rocks. Not everybody has those big rocks, but when you start small, 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 it starts becoming bigger. You start now attracting everything that is good for you. And that's how you change that vibration. And that's just one simple technique that I use. There's a number of different ones, depending on the client. Again, I don't like giving Nescafe solutions. I like to work with the client to find out what suits them best. And there is no one way, you know, um, a, a lot of people talk about meditation and, you know, um, mindfulness and listening to podcasts and stuff like that. But if you're not into that mode, no matter what you do, you're not going to connect with it. I try and find out what you're going to connect with so that it works for you. Simple. It yep. sounds so simple, but that ain't so simple. You know you what? Know. Uh, nothing is, right? Nothing is. We, everything that correct. we value, it has to go through a certain amount of stress and pressure. That is correct. Everything's a fight. That is for sure. Right? And, so. and that's when you, where you get to it, right? Like, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, a person that goes to the gym frequently. I know that for sure because, you know, you, you like that. And my, my son's like that. But the person that goes to the gym and the person that doesn't go to the gym, it's obvious, right? They, you physically you can see the difference but that's a lot of work that goes into it to be able to look like that watching pictures or youtube channels is not going to get us there mm -hmm. that's true right yes that is true so practicing that's great that's a good question sandy that's that's good questions sandy said uh success to me is peace freedom and good health for self and my family yeah, uh, uh, and you know what? I think we all aim for that. It's the question is, are we practicing that? And usually mm -hmm. there's a gap between those two, right? So yes, I want peace. How often are you taking you time? Because peace is not going to come if you're on a hamster wheel. That, that That's true. That's true. I can tell you from in mine, I was just talking to my own children about this the other day <clears throat> and sitting in the hospital for a few days. You got a lot of downtime in there. You know what I mean? It sucks yeah. in there. You want to talk about uh, a way to really mess your mind up. It is laying around there and getting caught up in your own head. Okay. Right. Or your mortality or, uh, you know, here I am in the hospital doing this and I have never experienced like taking time for myself. Anytime I do vacation, this is me personally. Anytime I leave to go do something, there's some kind of work attached to it. I'm doing a seminar. I'm doing a, uh, a black belt test. I'm doing something there and then I'll spend a few days doing something, but there's always a, a work attached because I right. feel I can't, uh, just go do that without compensating, uh, for the trip. I don't, I don't know why it's just kind of a weird, it's just, it's just kind of weird in my head. Right. And so I was sitting in the hospital. I remember this, this is a, was last Tuesday. 
I'm like, okay, what am I going to do uh, for these nurses? I had such awesome nurses, right? I loved them, mm -hmm. all of them. They were so good to me. And so I said, well, let's see. Their shift is off at 630, and the new shift is coming in. So at 7 o'clock, everybody kind of splits out. So 630, the new one's coming in. The olds are going, you know, and then. So I ordered DoorDash and I ordered donuts for the entire floor of my nurses. Nice. Okay. Bye. Even ones I didn't use for me. Right. I said, this just makes it make me feel good to do that. And, Bye. and I did that for them and it just made their day. You know what I mean? Which Bye. made my day, which made me a lot happier and a lot less depressed being in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. It was, I was excited when I went to walk, you know, every time I, I used the restroom, I would go for a walk for two, three laps. You know what I mean? Uh, trying to get out of this situation I'm in and I'd see them all enjoying their coffee and their donuts and they're at their computers doing their thing. And that just made me feel good, man. It made me, it lifted me to a different level in the hospital. Cause I was super bummed. Right. So I said, well, I know me, if I, if I'm really bummed out, if I go do something for somebody else, I feel a lot better. Yeah. But and what did you do? Right. The simple thing was gratitude, right? you expressed your gratitude towards them, but it made you feel better. Isn't that it amazing? Did. I don't know right? why. It just does. But, and that's the whole idea behind raising this vibration that Simon was talking about, right? Is, is you express gratitude in a small, small manner, and it will be multiple fold in yourself. That small act of gratitude Right. And that's why writing it down is so critical because you are now going into your subconscious mind and rewriting some of that stories that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of the time, you know, like I, I'm sure you've heard this with all the different uh, podcasts that you've had and guests that you've had. And what we see on the top is only 10 percent. Our conscious mind is only 10 percent. Ninety percent of it is at the subconscious level. So this lack of peace or health or quietness that we want or success the way we define it is because of all of those things that we have built for the last 20, 30, 40 years in our life in our subconscious mind. And gratitude allows us to rewrite all of those that are causing our limiting belief. I, I go one step beyond a limiting belief, and I know a lot of of your listeners may not like this word, but it is the fact. I say it's not a limiting belief. It's a prison sentence that we give ourselves. I'm not talking about a physical prison sentence, but that prison sentence where we keep on repeating on ourselves that I'm looking for peace, I'm looking for peace, but it never really happens is because you have that other sentence that's in your subconscious mind. That's, that's really what's holding you back, right? Um, and, and so when you asked me earlier, how do I work with my clients? That's another way that I work with them is to find out what is their prison sentence? What is it that's holding them back? What is it that that's not giving that peace of mind that they're looking for? Right. I think a lot of people, I think, I really think a lot of people look for that. I've asked those questions. I asked, I asked those questions when I was, uh, laying up there for a while, you know, right. You know, what is my purpose? Am I am I directing? Am I only am I not spending enough time with uh, people I love because I'm too busy in, in trying to make sure the building stays, the studio stays afloat? It was different when it was just me, right? I just had to right. 
worry about me. I, I was the employee. I was the janitor. I was everything. I was the program director, the instructor. I was it all. So I didn't really have to, you know, I had to worry about if I can sustain me. Now I have other families, you know, when your son's married and, you know, uh, trying to get a, you know, a wage that these, you know, I don't, I don't know how your employees were, but these, this, my people here, they are so dedicated to the studio. Yeah. At the, and they're not paid their worth and not because if there was a way to pay their worth. It would be, you know, it is, you know what I mean? I think about that all the time, you know, it on how thankful I am to have this group of people that are around me. Well, and listen, I, I totally hear you that my first employee that I had stayed with me till about eight years before the business started. And just because she actually uh, gained uh, her ex advanced education and we could no longer offer her the skill sets that she had prepared herself for. So she needed to go and work somewhere else, but I still keep in touch with her. My second employee was with me till we actually closed down totally. And to date, we keep in touch. And I say that they were not my employees. They were my family. Mm -hmm. And I think I hear the same in you, right? And that is really, really key when you have a business, especially when you have a family-owned business or a small business, is you need to treat your employees even more valuable than your clients because they are the front-facing for what your company represents to your clients. Mm -hmm. I love what uh, Sandy is saying, you know, your employees aren't matched. I, I love that. Yeah. She's such a good lady. This one. Uh, appreciate that, Sandy. Yeah. She's a good lady. I'm going to have her on. What do you hear her story? You'll be freaking out. On what I love to hear is. that. I love to hear that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, people will you know be what? Yeah, it's interesting we use the word story, right? We we all have our stories. The key is, do we live in that story or is that story just a story? Right. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Right? And yes, one thing I can tell you, man, one thing I've learned in this new outside of in the author realm and the speaking realm is the stories that people have mm -hmm. are just of... The, I've learned more about the human spirit watching what what it it can do more than anything in this in this realm you know in the yeah. CLA even all those people uh that were there too I I was I was shocked well and you know so, we, we 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 normally take the story and we make it us what we have to remember is that story is not us the universe will always give us instances that are there to prepare us for our journey. Our life is our journey. It's not one incident or something like that. So the, for the longest time, I made this fire my story. I can't do this because of the fire. I lost this because of the fire. I lost a lot of money because of the fire. Our relationships changed because of the fire. Until one day I asked the question, what would I be without this story? And so I invite your, you, uh, the listeners to ask that. So if you're stuck in a story, you're stuck, you not feel like you're not moving forward, whether it's in your business or your personal life, step back and ask that question, what would I be without this story? 
and can the story now continue to write a dip? And it's not a story. It's just a chapter in your life. And can you make another chapter in your life? Mm. Yes, I love that. That's good. That's good. That's good. It's really good. I learned something great today. The gratitude thing was uh, was really good. It was good to hear today because I yeah, feel that that's a that's definitely a true, you know, just a true statement and all. When uh, and I lack that sometimes, just so you know. And I know this personally in my head. Not that I'm not grateful for everybody, but sometimes. You know, it takes two seconds to stop and say hello, how you guys doing, uh, right. and stuff like that. And I even find myself hard times doing that sometimes. You know, I'm kind of focusing on something else. I'm coming in the studio. I got all this day on my head, and I don't stop one second here and just turn around to the parents that are all watching and saying, "Hey, how you doing today? How's everybody doing?" You know, and, yeah. uh, and you know, I, ca I catch myself constantly doing it. Yeah, and I know it's a, it, I know it's something that that has to change. Yeah. And I'll sit in my office and go, oh, I just did it again. I just walked in the studio and hardly said hi to anybody. Yeah. And I got to get we're back on a up. Hamster wheel, right? So yes. here's another thing that, you know, given that I also deal with business uh, leaders and a lot of people may have their own businesses. And I invite you to do this in when you have your meetings and stuff like that. Because often when I used to go into meetings and stuff like that, you would hear like, this is wrong. This person hasn't done this. This inventory hasn't come in or this is not built. And you're constantly going through that. I don't have this. I don't do this, 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 this. I One totally do that just so you know. <laughs> I hear you, my friend. I hear you. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Is when I have my meetings now, I get everybody to say one thing that they're grateful for or one thing that is a positive in their life for that particular week. It could be personal, it could be business, whatever, they have to. And it's so interesting that recently I had a meeting where there was an executive that joined our meeting and we put the executive on spot and he was stunned. He's like, I don't know, I don't have anything good to say. And it's very hard sometimes to dig deep into those things. Even we look at our media, right? I stopped listening to the news because the first eight or nine segments are all about what's wrong with everything else. The world, the politics, whatever the case may be, everything is wrong. And then they have a little bit at the end. Can we switch it around? Once you do that positive, you raise that vibration and the challenge that you were looking at is no longer a challenge, but it turns into an opportunity. And, well, and that's what we need to do. Okay. I think that this was powerful for me today because everything you're talking about, I do. I'll sit in the meeting. I'm like, how many freaking times I got to tell you guys, this is what I said to do. You don't do it. <laughs> I never sit down and say, super grateful for you guys today and then hammer them because it's going to be really hard I to hammer them after I say I'm super grateful for you. But you know what? I think it's, it's, you'll still be able to do it, except they'll receive it better. The moment you start with the negativity, they're already in that low vibration. Now they're connecting with you at the lower vibration. But if you say, hey, look, you know what? These are our achievements today. And I invite you to ask them to speak first as well. What was good for you today? What happened this week that you're grateful for? And have them speak up first. So now they're already at that higher vibration. When you're talking to them, 
you're now communicating at a much different level than at a defensive level. Because those lower vibrations of fear, that anger, are all lower vibrations, right? So as soon as you tell me as an owner, this didn't go well, you're like, he doesn't appreciate me. I, I, I'm not listening to anything he's saying now because it's going from one ear to the other. Or I'm in that defensive mechanism, but he doesn't understand, but he doesn't understand. But as soon as you have a positive, now, yes, there's a bit of empathy with this. And how can I now serve to make it better? Perfect, perfect uh, advice, especially for me. That's why I saw the thing about these podcasts I do. Every, I, I get a lot of feedback on how awesome it is and how I tell everybody it is just for me. Yeah. Uh, usually I get to have these insights of, of a lot of things in, in life, but I think I have a, I think we are all a lot more similar than we, than we put out. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. We, we, we have, there's people sitting here going, I do that. I do that. Right. Yeah. Sandy was here. She says I was a professional victim for about two decades until I did the grueling healing work and accepted I'm not what's happening to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. It's yeah. good stuff. I need to try that with my kids and husband. Leading yes. off with gratitude and praise will absolutely change the game. Sandy, it's so funny. I was just sitting thinking about that when uh, uh, Al Kareem was talking about what it's, you know, I'm like, huh, what would it be like in your house? If you started off with gratitude, I can tell you this from a man. Now I was, I've been divorced for a long time, but I couldn't imagine, um, when I was married, I, I, gosh, I'm trying to think back if that would have even happened, but I couldn't imagine my wife saying the first thing in the morning is I am super grateful for you. And thank you for providing for the family. I mean, to tell you, I'd probably leave the house. I'd take a freaking bullet for anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, that would be that would set me that would put like a Captain America, you know, on my chest and ready for the day. And I don't I don't recall that in my in my marriage it ever being that way. But um, I'll tell you, Mark, eight, nine years ago, if you had asked me, I would have told you that I'm exactly in the same boat as you. Right. Mm. Like, I don't think I heard that from my kids. I don't think I had that from my wife. And more so, I don't think I ever did that because it was always what was wrong. Like I said, you know, I'd come home and my kids would not tell me. Like there were times where my wife would literally hold my chest and say, you know what, listen, if you don't like the life you're living, leave it, right? Because of that anger, the frustration at work, I just brought it home and I just piled it on and I piled it on. But when I went through this mind shift of this energy healing and the coaching, and that's what I help my clients with. And that's the difference that I bring, right? I've gone through it. When somebody's going right. through it, you're not just doing academics anymore. And now my kids are in this position as well. Like, you know, mom will pick up dinner and like, no matter what it is, it's like, hey, thank you for picking up dinner. All of a sudden, what do you want to do next time? You want to pick up dinner again. Mm -hmm. And why do we call today's time the present? Because that in itself is a gift. Now, if we're not being grateful for that gift that we're getting every day, is the universe going to keep on giving us good gifts? Mm. Right? And that's why we need to, we need to, we need to give the gratitude to everybody around us, the universe, and you get more and more of it. If it was your birthday, Mark, and I sent you a gift and you did not acknowledge it, maybe next year, if you're still my friend, I'll give you another gift. Third year, I'll give you the gift again. But if you have not acknowledged, what am I going to do the fourth year? I'm going to say, you know what? Mark doesn't need that gift anymore. Right. He doesn't yeah. acknowledge it. 
The present is a gift. That's why it's called the present, right? We, we ref, Present and gift are synonyms. So we have this gift that's a present to us, no matter what it is, even if it's a challenge, because it's only there to make us better. So let's be in gratitude of that as well. And as soon as you do that, now here's another tip that I'm going to leave you because we're almost coming up to the end. When you are challenged and you have a really difficult time, whether it's with your children, your spouse, your coworkers, respond with how wonderful. And they will dilute that whole conversation as opposed to becoming defensive. So somebody says, you know what? I had a really bad day today, you know? So well, how wonderful. And they'll say, what do you mean by that? Listen, it was bad. Did, were you able to solve it? Yes, I did find a solution. How wonderful you found the solution. So you have the ability to be able to address even the most of challenging times. Next time you're in a similar situation, remember that you have the strength and the ability to do that. How wonderful. Awesome. Such an awesome. Uh, that's really good. Sandy says, um, whoosh, this sounds amazing. Joe and I are coming up on 20 years and there's no better time for a level up on the wife end. She says, Joe will thank you later, guys. <laughs> awesome. Love, love that. Thank you. Thank you. Happy anniversary. <laughs> that's going to be. You're welcome, Joe. You're welcome, Joe. That was really good. That was really good. Well, let's talk about how people can get a hold of you. Let's, 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 uh, you know, Absolutely. I don't want to, I, I don't want to, uh, cause this is pretty, this is, uh, I learned a lot from, I learned a lot from this, uh, this time with you today, you know, I, 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 you. I, I'm, t I'm not kidding. To you. I'm, when I say I, I, I took a lot out of this and I will implement some of it today because I want to see how it's going to work. You know and, what I mean? And then and I love to find out because I know that the stories that I have to share are just incredible. So yours would be an added story that I'd love to be able to share with others as well. But you know what? There's a number of different ways. Uh, if you, want to contact me, my phone number, I give my phone number to everybody uh, that wants to connect with me. It's 416-786-5173. Um, my website is called setback-2-triumph.com. And literally, I take you from any setbacks that you have to triumph in a life of love, joy, and abundance. So, um, and if you want to connect with me, my email is nrji, just the way you see it over there, dot consulting at gmail.com. Awesome. I will have this, uh, Al Karim. I will have this by end of day. It will be also on audio and nice. also you'll be on my website. So if you could do me a favor when we're done here today, if you could just direct message me all the Absolutely. links that you want, it will be permanently on the website also under your um, bios and all that kind of stuff. Thank so you. people can have a way of, of uh, connecting with you. I'll make sure all that's on there. So it'll be uh, the audio portion. This will already be loaded in on YouTube by the time we're done here. So you have the, you have definitely you always have the audio. I'll give you the the link to what the YouTube is and you can share. And Perfect. if there's a way that you want it personally downloaded so you can have our episode, I, I, there's, there's no problem with me, uh, I'll, you know, getting that to you also, however that looks. And cause uh, I really want to, uh, encourage people on this particular podcast to to reach out to listen to yes. it and get get something uh from this especially from somebody that's gone through it you you know gone through the anger stages you you know i was i'm a pretty intense dude you know i yeah. you know i you, you may not know that kind of <laughs> looking at me here but i'm telling you i'm in a pretty alpha male and you know, I live that life of 
super anger and all that kind of stuff for, for a long time. And this past, I don't know, I was supposed to be in the hospital. I can tell you that right now. I was supposed to not have this conversation with you. God had different plans for me so yeah. we can have this conversation today after I went through that hospital thing. Cause I'm telling you a lot of idle time sat, sat with me in there. Yeah. And I was so anxious in there wanting to get out and get after life again that I, it was, it was, as we spoke right now, a text message came by that says, uh, I saw the, it's, it's my doctor saying, Hey, just so you know, all your levels for pancreatitis are all at the, where they're supposed to be now. I mean, nice. I, was healed, I was healed from this for like relatively quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I went back yeah. to lifting a little bit last night. And I spoke about gratitude last night because I just said, man, I said, you better be thankful for your health, man, while you got it and get after it, man. Right. And so I just did that video last night. So I really appreciate this time. I look forward to I have another um, my podcast will be uh, expanding. And what it's going to be called is because I'm going to be calling on you again. But the next one is going to be it's, it's called Beyond the Mat still, but it's going to be called. Um, uh it's, it's going to be more of a 20 minute type version podcast mm. and not live. Right. right. And it's going to be beyond the mat after dark. And what that <laughs> means is something a little bit, uh, we concentrate on this one thing and we say, Hey, this is whether it's a, a resilient mindset or whatever that looks like. And I'm going to have guests on and we're going to, you know, I'm going to be able to record 10 of these at a time and, with right. different guests and then we'll 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 put them out so you know and get a different audience where it's a little bit more at night and where people are kind of winding down and it's 20 minutes they can get this this positivity in there and so i'd definitely be asking you back on for that i gotta i, I kind of think and i think i think gratitude would be an awesome an awesome topic yes. on that where it's just concentrated on that so Absolutely. i look forward to it so thanks so much for rescheduling for me on this, no, thank you pleasure. for spending this time with me. I, I had um, just an awesome time. Sandy, thank you for Same all here. the for all the stuff. And I'll hit this outro. You're welcome to, to bounce if you'd like. And I'll uh, make sure if you can, just send me all your info and contact I info. Will. And I'll make sure it's online today. Sound good? Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. All right. Thanks, Alkareem. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.